Your shelf or mine, where timeless questions are answered. If you have a cold hot pocket, is it just a pocket? If croutons are stale bread, why are they kept in airtight packages? A local podcast dedicated to entertainment and never following the plan. From the well-read minds of the Longview Public Library, your shelf or mine. Hello. Hello. And welcome to Your Shelf. Or mine. I'm Becky Standel, Youth Services Specialist at the Longview Public Library. And I'm Elizabeth Partridge, Adult Services Librarian at the Longview Public Library. Elizabeth, yes. welcome back from Yurting. Thank you. I brought a brochure. Wow. Uh-huh. I'll tell you all about it right now. Well, okay. I was just going to tell you what we did last week. I don't <laughs> Ooh, tell me, because I, I didn't, I heard, I heard a French fry question happen, but that's all I heard. Daniel, let's talk about it. <laughs> I, I, I figured that's where it was going. <laughs> so I wasn't even going to bring this up. In fact, he asked if I would oh. make a correction. Uh-oh. And I said, no, of course not. I'm right. Oh. So. Wow, this seems like a personal it was just, issue. Um. He wanted me, he, like, I had him come up with some fun questions to get to know Jennifer. Okay. And one of the questions was, like, what's your favorite? He said, French fry. Okay. And I changed it to fried potato because a French fry is a specific kind of fried potato where it's cut, it's Frenched. Okay. And then he said, no, there's all different kinds of French fries. Okay. Like curly fries, uh -huh. to which I say those aren't French fries they're curly fries okay what about beer battered french fries as opposed to so not the french beer battered is the french shape uh-huh yeah but it's what i'm saying those yeah are different kinds of different french kinds fries. of french fries but that's not what he meant well and then he showed me this like i don't know this article oh, from the new york times oh, where on. someone made the same mistake that he did as if to, like to justify his mistake <laughs> and then said oh but on wikipedia also says this well, I really like curly fries, <laughs> no matter what you call them. So. Yeah, you don't call them curly French fries. No, you call them curly fries. Yeah. Yeah. But you do call those other things beer-battered French fries. Right, because so. they're cut the same. Mm -hmm. But they're different. They're slightly different. Yeah. They're beer-battered. <laughs> battered in general. I mean, that's a weird concept to batter French fries, isn't it? Yeah, but I, mean, I think it here's must... this starch. Let's put some more starch on the outside of this. It makes starch. it like a little crispier, though. Right, but I think that's kind of a weird concept. I suppose if you got your fish sticks and you just dump everything in the batter, you could... <laughs> oops! Oh, it tastes good anyway. Yeah, yay! <laughs> yeah, um, curly fries are the best. Curly fries are good. Yeah. Do you ever have Rally's fries? No. Have you ever had rallies? So if know. you ever rallies. have the chance, so when I was in college in Arizona, there was rallies. And okay. it's a burger place. Okay. And Is it like a chain? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's mostly in the southwest and okay. south, I think. There might have been one in Indiana when we lived there, but I don't remember. But rallies, french fries are the best. Okay. And they're seasoned french fries, mm -hmm. not curly, but they're my favorite favorite french fries as a matter of fact when we took our haji baba mm -hmm. adventure we decided next time we're gonna add a day just for rally's fries <laughs> i haven't spent a lot of time in the southwest i've like just driven oh. through there yeah i spent a lot of time in the southwest not the southwest just going to college so yeah yeah yeah, I, yeah we lived in the tempe mesa area 
for nine years. So oh, yeah, that's yeah. a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nine summers. Oh, <sighs> that's a long time. That's hot. Not like ooh, that's hot. No, it's <laughs> hot. <laughs> I ha- one of my favorite stories of moving to Arizona in to go to college. Mm-hmm. We took a rider truck down with all of our stuff in it. What right? year was that? Nineteen ninety. Okay. And so we took a rider truck down and we parked it at the motel we were staying at while we were looking for apartments. And so it sat in the middle of July in this metal truck while we were looking for our apartment. And we got our apartment and um, we went to go move in and there were these boxes that had space in them that there shouldn't have been space in there and there were these big stains on the outside of the cardboard boxes like what is this and and it had been candles and it was so hot in this metal box (laughs) that it melted the candles and then evaporated (laughs) everything just left like a residue yeah left the stain on the outside of the box it was but that was the in uh, july of 1990 it was 122 degrees the day we moved into our apartment Wow, that's gross. It was disgusting. Yeah. I, you start to reevaluate all your decisions in life at that <laughs> point. Um, your story reminded me of when I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. My friend and locker buddy, um, we had a banana in a paper bag uh-huh. that somebody, like, she left in, in our locker, like, the first week of school. Oh. And, like, the whole week, so it was getting real gross. And we're like, hey, let's never throw this banana away. <laughs> So, 12-year-olds have the best ideas. I think maybe we were 13. I'm I'm Um, glad you had the same follow-through level. But it didn't really, like, stink. Uh But it got moldy, and then Uh it got small and hard. I wonder why it didn't stink. That's interesting. I think it just dried up. Oh. But at the end of the school year, when we were cleaning out the locker, I went to open. I opened the bag to throw the banana away, finally. Uh And it was just, like, poof, like a cloud of dust. And then there was nothing in there. (laughs) <laughs> magically disappearing <laughs> like totally Banana. disintegrated or that's that's hilarious that it only took one year not even a year mm-hmm. nine months so. was, yeah interesting it was a fun experiment kids i recommend it i wonder how hot it was inside the locker that fluctuation of temperature i don't know so many things we need to learn yeah. about <laughs> i mean it wasn't a controlled experiment <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's just phase one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. But anyway, rallies. Yeah, Rally okay. tries. Try them. Go. No. Maybe that could be our next trip for winning our yeah. reading challenge. <laughs> just to go to rallies and eat some French fries. Well, to totally look at where worth the closest it. one is. Yeah. I, I, there might be some Nevada. Okay. Maybe that's not too far. I'm going to Nevada. You should see if there's a rally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you're going to see Lady Gaga. Yeah. And um, so we went on this yurt trip with my sister and her kids. Mm -hmm. And so afterward, we were exhausted because she has four boys under 10, (laughs) along with one of my teenage daughters and then my 10-year-old son. And in a yurt, we had two yurts. So you're all in one yurt? No, we had two yurts. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, so, so it was exhausting is what it was. And... We decided that the next trip we take, it's just going to be the two of us. <laughs> and so we were trying to figure out, do we want to go to Vegas 
Or do we want to... Mexico? Well, do we want to go to New York and go mm, watch a show? Yeah, go to New uh, York. That's what I really want to do. going to New York. Yeah. I was actually looking because Crazy Ex-Girlfriend just ended and they're doing a show at Radio City Music Hall. Oh, fun. And they're like, oh, there's still tickets. You should go. And I was like, oh. I, I, I should. I should go. It's like May 15th or <laughs> oh, something. Wow. And the show tickets are only like... $35. Wow, They're cheap. really cheap. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, if I fly to New York and like. That's not cheap anymore. Yeah. I think <laughs> probably the hotel would be the thing that mm. would be the big barrier. And also, I can't miss work at that time. Right. I looked at my calendar. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's impossible. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> so, did you like do a lot of hikes? What did you do? Well, it was raining quite a bit, but we managed to get to the ocean twice mm-hmm. um, and let the kids play in the sand. Uh, well, the whole reason, I don't remember if I told you this, but the whole reason we went to the yurt was because her children had never seen the ocean. They've never seen the mm-hmm. ocean? Right. But you live so close to the ocean. Right. And they've been here, right? But not that far. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How exciting for them. I know. Did so they like it? They really did. Okay. And they want to come back and do more. <laughs> and it'd be a bummer if you're like, eh, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> They really wanted to get in the ocean, and I was like, are you insane? It is like ice water. No, let's do it. No. Sorry. Yeah. Well, and you don't want to go into the ocean right there anyway, because it'll kill you right there. Oh, at the Mm -hmm. Cape? Yeah. Yeah, it's bad news right there. It's some serious wave action. Did you go on that trail that goes up to the lighthouse? No. Um, the lighthouse up on the top of the hill that you can see from the beach is yeah. actually under renovation. So there was no visiting that one. We Now, you have to keep in mind that her um, younger children are three and one. Oh. Right. Mm-hmm. And we were contending with rain and strollers. So there was no hiking. And But we did decide, my kids decided they want to go back in the summer to mm-hmm. go walk around out there because it's beautiful yeah. out there. Yeah. And there were four relatively close hiking trails that would take you into pretty spectacular scenery. So, yeah. yeah. Agent Booker and I went to Cape Disappointment on New Year's Day. Hmm. And it was like a really nice day. Probably nicer than any day you had last week. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it rained <laughs> so hard on Friday. It was incredible. Incredible. Oh, yeah. And, and the yurt. Have you seen the yurt? Not those yurts, okay. but I've seen like yurts and campgrounds. Yeah, so the yurt actually has a domed circle on the roof that is plexiglass, uh-huh. so it's see-through, so you have daylight whenever there's daylight. Well, it, no, it's it's not loud. It's oh. it's bright. <laughs> so when there's daylight, there's daylight. What is loud is it's canvas, and mm-hmm. so the rain just hits that canvas all night long. But do you have any leaks or anything? None. Nice. The heater was fantastic. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and the plugins were awesome. Wow. <laughs> but it doesn't, you can't cook in them. And there right. was no having fires because it was raining the whole time. So we had taken an electric skillet and, a, and an extension cord so that we could take the skillet <laughs> outside <laughs> to cook. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, hacking your yurt. Mm-hmm. Yurt hacks. <laughs> well, and, and my. My nephew turned eight, so his dinner request, this is ridiculous, his dinner request was bacon, ham, and watermelon, so we had to be able to cook bacon. Huh. Yeah. Ham? We just cooked just it. Like a ham? <laughs> just no uh, spiral slice. Okay. Ham, so. And bacon and watermelon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was dinner on Friday. Was and it? cake. We had birthday okay. cake. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, he liked it. He was pretty content. Yeah, yeah. I might like I like those things. Yeah. I wouldn't really think of like that's the meal. <laughs> I want yeah, but cool. You're not eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was fun and it's always fun to see them. So and it's neat. I mean, because obviously they're babies, so it's always nice to see yeah. them growing. Yeah. And her littlest one, he's now um, he turned a year in December, and he's the size of a two-year-old. I mean, he's he's a tall kid, and he's just walking around and kind of talking, and so that was nice. It was fun to see him yeah. a person instead of a, on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only problem was is he's a little person. He wanted to do everything the big boys were doing, even though he couldn't. So that made it a little frustrating for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but lots of snacks. Chips. Lots of snacks. We did a food theme for preschool story time this morning. Oh, you did? And it was like, by the end, you're like, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> What's for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We did carrot soup. The very hungry caterpillar, he uh-huh. eats lots of stuff. Right. And um, lady pancake and Sir French toast. <laughs> That's hilarious. Never heard of that one. It's good. It's like a, a nice rhyming story. I like that. I would prefer French toast over pancakes any day of the week. It's got a twist at the end. So the story is about lady pancake and Sir French toast. There's like just a little bit of syrup left in the refrigerator. Everything takes place inside the refrigerator okay. where there's lots of food. Um, so they're like racing racing through the refrigerator to get the last drop of syrup and when they get there oh no, Baron Von Waffle oh no. While they were fighting he just <laughs> ate it. Wow, so they <laughs> eat the syrup so when you eat them you don't actually have to put syrup on them. Well and it's yeah, it's it's, it's a funny story also because they're like, oh, look, there's the butter over there. We'll just share the butter. Like they learned the, the lesson that they should be competing against Baron Von Waffle and not each other. But the butter had like a smiley face oh, on no. it. And then they straight up ate it. Oh, no, that's not right. <laughs> oh, that's not right. Poor butter. It's hard to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, like, some the foods, picture is like them with a spoon and butter's face some is coming foods are up. more human than other foods <laughs> I guess that makes it more cannibalism than <laughs> not I don't know gross with all this food I, I think that's good though if you have the food eating the other food that gives it flavor then when you eat it it's yeah. <laughs> all together but in one also package. like the pancake and the French and the waffle are all like leftovers in the refrigerator. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a silly book. I like it a lot. Yeah. I don't know about waffles versus French toast. I'd probably go for the waffle. Yeah, yeah, me too. I have a thing about pancakes and how soggy they get and just big old hunk of soggy bread. Don't like it. Well, maybe you just haven't had a really good fluffy pancake. I've had lots of different kinds of pancakes. I'm not really into breakfast food, oh, but that's you know true. that. Yeah, so. I do know that. Um, yeah, I'm really I into breakfast dinner food. for breakfast, so. I prefer breakfast for dinner. See? I prefer <laughs> not breakfast. <laughs> but I suppose it depends on what culture, because, like, other cultures will eat savory foods. Same food that they'd eat for lunch for breakfast. But you can eat savory foods for breakfast, like hash browns. Right. 
I don't think I like breakfast foods. Yeah, I think that's, that's my thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see that. I, I do like hash browns when they are with like sausage and cheese, like in a hash. Yeah. But not just plain old hash browns with ketchup. That just grosses me out. I'll eat an entire bottle of ketchup on my French fries. That's delicious. But not in a hash but brown. But if you put that on any other kind of potato, I just want to hurl. Oh. <laughs> I don't Interesting. Know. Issues. I have issues. I guess. <laughs> so. <laughs> Welcome <We're>... back. <laughs> Welcome back. We are looking out towards May now. So much going on. Yeah. So, um, well, you know what? I, I think we should maybe talk a little bit about Jerry. Oh, yeah. I'm, sh- I'm really going to miss Jerry. Me too. I'm not sure how I feel about this at all. <laughs> I mean, Jerry is a very good friend of mine, and I'm going to miss him quite a bit. Yeah. So. He'll still be in town, though, probably. He will. And we went to lunch with Carl. Yeah. We could talk about that. So that was fun. Mm -hmm. And we can do the same with Jerry. I had a pancake. You did? But (laughs) see, I would lean closer to that kind of pancake than I would It was like a... It wasn't like a... Seafood It was a seafood pancake. So it was more like a Spanish omelet or Spanish... What's that potato dish that they made? It was like a potato pancake. Uh, yeah. With seafood, seafood on top, in it. like a pizza. It yeah. was really good. There's a Vietnamese version of that. That I mean, it looked very similar to that, but they fold it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's more like a taco. <laughs> Calzo. <Yeah. laughs> but no bread. So. Uh, yeah. so Jerry is retiring mm-hmm. at the end of April. Right. He will... Um, have worked at the library for 53 years. That is unreal. He started working at the library like the day after he turned 14. Right. <laughs> and has been there ever since. That's amazing. Yeah. So he's had lots of different positions, but mostly just in media mm-hmm. and has seen the like crazy changes in media and library borrowing. Well, not just that. From but the he... late 60s to today. Yeah. He saw the building... Addition, oh, yeah, yeah, the renovation, yeah, it was just like sixty-eight, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So he's seen quite a bit. He's seen, he's it seen, all. he's seen quite a few people go through there. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's we're going to lose a significant amount of history when yeah, he's gone, like all so. this institutional knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, and then. Why are we talking? No, you're just really sad. Because we're just celebrating all of those years. Yeah. Um, So we're going to have a staff party Mm -hmm. for him. And there's going to be a little surprise. I won't mention it now. Because I think it's going to be a surprise (laughs) like at the party. Nice. But I'll tell you about it later. (laughs) When it's done. Yeah. 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 So the surprise is done. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be really sad, and we're working on adjusting his work duties because we won't be able to replace that him. position. Not yeah. that you could replace Jerry, no. but also we won't be able to fill that position. Right. Yeah, we had to sort out. Cause, so Monday night is my night, and Jerry works my mm-hmm. night. And so we had to figure out how we're going to cover desk when he's gone because he covers a lot of desks. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even even the basics, yeah, you have to start at the bottom and figure out everything that's going to be changed because of that one person. Yeah. But he can retire. I mean, yeah. it's okay. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sad for us. Yeah, sad for us. So we'll go into May 
the post-Jerry library world. world. Mm-hmm. It's going to be different. You know, losing Carl and his contributions to the team was hard. Mm-hmm. And, and we're still having to adjust yeah. to that. And I think, in a way, we are very lucky that they've been staggered. Yeah. But when we lose Jerry, I think that the loss of both of them is going to be very significant. And it's going to be, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we are all going to pull together and try to try to do the best we can for the people. But at the same time, I think it's going to cause a lot of a lot of stress for us to figure out who's doing what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so... <laughs> Yeah. And there's like always I think when somebody leaves a position especially when they've had for a long time. Yeah, there's like things that you're like you don't think about them doing until they're there not they're doing it anymore mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, that's something that Jerry used to do." Right. That's well, why I never like, had to worry about that. Right. Jerry always did it. <laughs> like the call I got from you the other day. Who does this now that Carl's not here? Yeah. No one. <laughs> no one. I didn't even know Carl did that. <laughs> Well, he did. <laughs> Who do I pass this back to? Yeah. Well, and, and I think that's for any any entity is mm-hmm. that everybody does their job. And you just kind of count on that job being done right. Mm-hmm. And then when they're not there, you have to figure out, okay, how did he do this? And it was right. So yeah. we have to make sure we do it right. And, you know, what were the... You end up finding out all of the different facets that you didn't even know about. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm just waiting for that bucket. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and in addition to that change, we're going to have so many changes in May. We're getting our new catalog system. We'll be getting ready for summer reading programs. It's going to be... A, it's a whirlwind. A whirlwind. 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 <laughs> and there's a book sale. At the beginning of May, so don't forget yeah. that. Yeah, it's the very first weekend of May. <laughs> well, and then there's all the things like Mother's Day coming mm-hmm, up, mm-hmm. Memorial Day is coming Victoria up, Victoria Day. I didn't know about Victoria Day, but we'll celebrate that. <laughs> is that a Canadian one? That is a Canadian mm-hmm. one. Makes more I don't sense. really know what they do for it. It's just in my calendar. They'll put crowns on, and <laughs> it's like Queen Victoria yeah. Day. So um, that's cool. Our summer reading theme uh, this year is space. It's a universe of stories. So we're planning lots of fun stuff. And Elizabeth is doing Fired Up for the summer. We are. So we'll be telling you more about that. In May. Yeah. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. Especially um, Fired Up is kind of, we're trying to figure out how to make it work. Because if you remember, (laughs) Fired Up is normally done in the winter and it has its own format and it is very different than our adult summer reading program format. And Fired Up involves all of the libraries of the county, which our normal summer reading program doesn't. So we're trying to iron out some logistics on how we're going to make this work. Mm -hmm. So by May, we should have things sorted out. Or we'll buy a grand prize for every library. I don't know yet. <laughs> that might be the easiest thing to do. We'll figure it out. Everybody will win. Well, not really everybody. Cause that's, <laughs> that's too many. If you read, you win. Just internally. Right? Don't Absolutely. laugh at me. Anyways, speaking of reading and winning. <laughs> so um, last week, Jennifer um, taught me a lot about books set in Scandinavia. Mm. Did you do that category? No. Okay. I, I, you know, and I've gotten into a bad habit of leaving my list on my desk. 
I don't... when I leave for lunch. Okay. So I can't even remember oh, what's you, on you my said list. You don't have it with you right <laughs> exactly. now. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Well, I did it last time I was here too. It's like, where is that thing? Um, today, though, you are prepared to talk about a book with a main character who is an immigrant, which is our category we agreed on. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I actually read, what did I read? Useful Phrases for Immigrants by Mei Li Chai. And it's a book of eight short stories about immigrants from China. And I liked it. Great. I did. Uh, since it's short stories, I can say I liked it without liking all of the stories. Okay. So I liked the very first one quite a bit. I read through that and I was like, oh yeah, I hear that. <laughs> because it's about a woman who is dealing with a mother-in-law and living in the same place and it was hilarious because I am sure many 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 women have who have mothers-in-law have felt these same feelings <laughs> that she was talking about so it didn't matter if you were an immigrant or uh -huh. not it's the just the human aspect of having those kinds of feelings it was really sad horribly sad in some cases but hilarious in others and i mentioned a little bit about it that it starts off with her standing yeah. in line at staples in her product coat trying to use a coupon an expired coupon well the the cashier says it's expired yeah. but so this woman had read this book useful phrases for immigrants while she was sitting in the doctor's office or something like okay. that and so she had learned the phrase i'll take a rain check <laughs> So um, when you use coupons at Staples, apparently you can get a rain check <laughs> to use it on another day. Mm -hmm. And so that's the whole story kind of revolved around that phrase that she had learned in this book. <laughs> so yeah. how autobiographical are the stories, do you think? Not no. Well, now, it was hard for me to piece it together because I did go look up her uh -huh. information afterward. And she... Uh, her dad is a Chinese immigrant and her mom is a Caucasian woman. Um, and they are from, she's from, she's Catholic from here, from the United States. And, and so there were stories about parents in there. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the dad was Chinese and the mom was American. So it, that was her, but I don't know how far, the other ones go because the, the the last story which is called shouting means i love you <laughs> <laughs> i think that's probably true in a lot of families right but it was interesting because she the the main character is much younger than the author she's um you know 30s and the author is currently in her 50s um so i don't know if it's a reflection of her past life or if she ever did these things i don't know enough about her as a person mm -hmm. to know how how deeply this goes into her own life but that first one that was my life <laughs> in some ways so that was interesting yeah yeah some of the things she said <laughs> about living at home um with that mixed family was it was just spot on for a lot of my existence so, That's so well and it was interesting you know you pick up this book you, i had never heard of it before so i was looking for okay i need a book about an immigrant and the one i had picked i told you i started it I and mean, I, you, it was bored yeah. so i just couldn't follow through with that and um so I was like, okay, I'm short on time. What am I going to do? And so this one had won an award. And it was actually um, nominated for this Backwin Award, which is from Carolina Wren Press. 
so it's a thousand dollar award it's not a great big one but uh Tayari jones who had written an american marriage mm-hmm. recommended it for that award oh. so um i thought well if she likes it maybe it's good <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out I liked, I would say of the eight stories, I liked six of them. And I really liked two of them. So, good. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. And I like short stories because you right. don't have to be committed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so I was, I, I would, I would say read it. It was definitely worth reading and it will help you fill that category. Yeah. Or the short story category. Either one. Yeah. Yeah. Two words. Yeah. So, uh, useful phrases for immigrants. And I really like that first story. Oh my gosh! I was actually telling Angelique about it. It's like, and then I read this, and and I could I could talk more openly about it because some of the things she said were rude, but um, in terms of family relationships, and we don't need to talk about this. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, so the book I read. I'll show you the cover. Thank you. It's very nice. It's called My Family Divided, and it's by Diane Guerrero, and she is an actress. So she's on Orange is the New Black, and she played Jane's friend on Jane the Virgin. Mm -hmm. And she grew up in Boston. Her parents were undocumented immigrants from Colombia. They came um, on, like, a 90-day travel visa Mm -hmm. in, like, the early 80s and stayed. Never left. Yeah. Um, And then she was born... In the United States in like the mid 80s. Anyways, and so she, this is actually a like a young reader's edition of her adult memoir, which mm-hmm. is called, oh, I thought it would say. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. The flap has failed you. Yeah, it's called, <laughs> no, it says right here on this other flap. Oh, good. In the country we love. In the country. So it talks about her childhood mm. and kind of the experience of like she always knew that her parents didn't have papers mm. and it was just like a constant like worry of theirs. Um, and they went through a couple of different things trying to get green cards and were pretty much scammed a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So and she was much closer to her father than her mother. Her mom was actually deported two times before both of her parents wow. were mm-hmm. and then came back and she's like I don't even really know how she got back wow yeah um but she does talk about one time her father was working with an attorney that was recommended by somebody like who lived in their apartment building or something mm-hmm. so he thought it was legit paying him like $500 a month for a year wow and then one day he the lawyer just lawyer I probably wasn't a lawyer probably not. just disappeared mm-hmm. with all their money and these years that they put in thinking they were like getting somewhere right and they weren't. Right. And she, it's kind of, it's interesting because she talks about like growing up in different dynamics. She grew up in like a Latino neighborhood, but most of the other families were like Puerto Rican oh, or like sure. Dominican. And so she felt, she was like bullied for being Colombian. Colombian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And after the second time that her mom had come back, she was like a freshman in high school, came home from school one day and both of her parents were gone. It's unreal. They are just gone. And so um, she was able to stay with, like, some, her friends, her friend's parents let her stay with them. And her dad was eventually, like, the next day or something, able to call from oh, jail uh-huh. and say, like, that we are leaving. We pack a bag for each of us and bring it here. But, like, the government never checked up on her. Uh-huh. Like, she, she was, like, a 14-year-old <laughs> American citizen. They just took her parents and, like, left her totally on her own. Wow. And it's, like, interesting because she talks about how, like, she felt pretty, like, obviously, like, abandoned by her family and everything. But at the same time was really glad that 
the government wasn't paying attention to her because she didn't want to go into foster care. She right. did want to, would rather stay with, with her, her friends. friends. Mm-hmm. And having to make a decision when she was 14 to stay in the United States rather than go to Columbia to be with her parents because mm-hmm. she wanted to get an education. Right. Um, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It's a pretty, it's a pretty good story. And she talks uh, more all through like going to college and she had like an eating disorder and mm-hmm. like self-harm problems uh, and stuff like that mm-hmm. through college and right. and then found kind of acting she wasn't went to like a fine arts high school sure um and then didn't pursue acting and singing even though she really liked it because she wanted to be like more practical right she thought um if she could be like an attorney or something then she could help her parents come back to the united right, states right and then she hated it and was miserable yeah so when she went back to acting at like kind of things all clicked together for her and she started to get better so she's like now she's an actress and an advocate she's written a couple books where are her parents her mom actually her parents divorced okay her mom immigrated to spain oh um and stayed there for a while and they reconciled there she had blamed her mom for the deportation for a long time um and her dad is in colombia and she had an older brother, too, who's 10 years older than her. And I think he also, I don't know if he was deported or if he went to Columbia, like, of his own accord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he ended up there, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. So they haven't been able to come back. It was good. It was an interesting story. So. Yeah. Well, and I think we had a talk not long ago about a situation where I knew a girl mm-hmm. who her parents came on a travel visa and stayed. And she didn't find out that she did not have permission to be here until mm-hmm. she applied for a job yeah. and asked her parents for her social security number. And her mom had to tell her, sorry, you don't have one. And that changed her life yeah. instantly. Yeah, so. I was going to read a different book. And I probably will still read that book eventually, but I have to review this for something. Called Americanized. And that's mm-hmm. that girl situation mm-hmm. is she found out later that she wasn't born in the United States. Right. And I, I do know that in the end, they did sort out their status. And um, if you don't know, uh, once a parent becomes a U.S. citizen, any of their children under the age of 18 automatically become U.S. citizens without having to take any tests or anything. So she finally was able to be a U.S. citizen. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And with this story, she she talks about how especially for her mother because she was deported three times that's amazing that she didn't think she would ever be able to get no she's um, probably banned for yeah. life mm-hmm. yeah and and i mean if you're deported now you are banned instantly for 10 years and if you'd come back while you're banned you are never allowed back in the u.s we had a woman from columbia as a matter of fact who lives i want to say half a mile from us And she used to come for English lessons, and then all of a sudden she couldn't come anymore. And then she was packing up her children, and she was moving back to Colombia because she was being deported. And so she went voluntarily because, you know, that was just the way it was, and that's what happened. But they had a 10-year plan, she and her husband. He was going to stay and work because they can obviously Mm -hmm. make more money here to support both households. And then she was going to come back after 10 years and it's coming up on 10 years now it's got to be like nine now so it'll be interesting to see if she's able to come back into the country 
Immigration, immigration is wacky. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been wacky for a long time. Yeah. But right now, it's just really, really wacky. And people are at the library. We have our uh, citizenship preparation program where people can come in and, and get help studying to become citizens or get help understanding the English that's on their forms, mm-hmm. etc. And nothing legal because we are not lawyers, mm-hmm. right? So, but it, we can help you read English. Yeah. We do that really well. <laughs> and study for a test. That's right. We can do that. But um, it's interesting how many people come to the library to get that help because of all of the uncertainty. Mm-hmm. People, people are coming, I mean, in the last, I want to say, three years, we've had uh, a huge increase of people coming with immigration questions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah makes you think you need to go be an immigration lawyer but that's a lot of work yeah and time maybe i'll convince my kids to be immigration <laughs> good luck now they've got their own plans <laughs> oh speaking of which i don't know if people the end of april when this comes out right yep um so matilda graduates on may 4th with her bachelor's in anthropology nice yay matilda and then she She's still doing Peace Corps, is that? No, she's going to work full-time at the place where she's working part-time currently uh-huh. to earn some money because she has to get her ESL certificate, and that's an online course that she has to take. And then she has to start applying to schools in Korea. So that's so, what she's decided. Mm-hmm. She's decided not to try. No middleman this time, just straight on through. Cool. Yeah. So cool and scary all at the yep. same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Lydia leaves at the end of August to go to That She'll be like, you know. In the same state. Right. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> Almost out of the country. <laughs> yeah. But it's going to be a whole new world, as they say in who, Disney. Oh, I was like, who says that? <laughs> um, I also read another book recently. I kind of would go for this category. Uh-huh. I wanted to tell you about it. Uh-huh. It was really good. What? It was called Belonging. Okay. And it's, um, it's like a graphic memoir, but... More of like a scrapbook than like a comic book. Uh Um, And it was written by a German woman who is basically talking about like the struggles she's had, like identifying as a German, I guess. So she grew up in Germany. She lives in New York now. So she's an American immigrant. Uh Is that right? She's an immigrant to America. Right. Uh Um, But most of the book is about her doing all this research to try to find out what her grandparents' involvement during World War II was. Okay. Because she's always had a lot of guilt about being German. Right. A lot of Germans do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what this book was about. And Mm -hmm. it was so interesting and, like, really well-written. And she talks about her parents were born either right at the end of the war no. or in the years after uh-huh. and they um they call like the silent generation mm-hmm. they did not talk about no. the war Mm-mm. so when she went to them with all these questions as like a young adult they didn't know the answers right. to them so right. she had to do all of this research mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it was really fascinating i bet it was and that is kind of interesting because matilda is taking a course on uh, literature of the holocaust uh-huh. right now and i've been reading a lot of papers <laughs> <laughs> that get turned in. Yeah. <laughs> so I just read one last night that was talking about uh, poetry from the Holocaust and and different memoirs, diaries, etc. And that would be interesting to find out what your your personal family yeah. connection to all of that really was. Mm-hmm. Yay, that's scary. I mean, yeah, yeah. I had a friend who was from Germany, and she, um, I met her in the late nineties. And 
she would come to the United States every summer uh, because you get an enormous amount of time off in Europe <laughs> when you have a job. <laughs> so she would come spend, you know, six weeks um, traveling around the United States looking for different properties and things like that. She was interested in purchasing a ranch to do kind of a ranch stay hotel kind of thing. Oh, okay. Anyway, so um, she and I got to know each other and she... Anytime anything on television or something would pop up about Hitler or the Holocaust, she would be very angry. She's like, I hate that. Like, oh. And I <laughs> never, ever had thought prior to that, what would it be like to be a German person yeah, like that's with that the history? Legacy. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's so a very, very mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah. Powerful stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I'd recommend that book. It's called Belonging. Belonging. Hmm. Maybe I'll read that one. Yeah. <sighs> so many books to read. I know. I and have... so many so many papers to read. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be done soon. Yeah. They're yeah. good they're good topics though, so that's interesting. She also well I told you she had to read that story about the man who made Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was interesting. And then the one two nights ago I don't remember what it was. Oh. They just they just keep coming. <laughs> blur together <laughs> exactly I, she said just think well you'll have your bachelor's in anthropology in may <laughs> <laughs> i haven't just actually written the papers yeah, just i've just read them so. so what cat what do we what category do we want to do next time i don't have my list here so you can look at mine thank you here you go <laughs> how about oh what was the book with an animal in the title that i just put on my holds list what was it becky was it tell me did it have a wolf in the title tell me what's happening did you read cicada no cicada's a new um oh what's that guy's name his name was sean what's the rest of it sean tan it's a new sean tan book six of crows oh yeah so that's what i want to read I've next read and that would be a book with an animal in the title. Uh, but I need to see if it's at the library because it's not available. For we have two copies. Weeks. Are they available though? Uh, yeah, I'm sure at least one of them is. Let me look it up real quick. If it's not, I have a copy at home too. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll just borrow it. I'm, I'm looking on the library catalog right now mm -hmm. to see if one of them is available. No. Both are checked out? Well, it just tells me there's only one copy. What happened to our other copy? Mm -hmm. I just don't know how to answer that question. Maybe we only have one copy of Six of Crows and two copies of it, the sequel to Six of Crows. So this one was due on the 2nd of March. That was a while ago. Um, I'll loan you oh mine. Okay. Loan me yours. I'm going to put a hold on this one. Okay. Um, just to see what that looks like. In the midst of our changing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, when's the last day that you can actually put a hold again? I think it was May 5th. You I, I wonder if it's earlier than that. You, you might be right. I thought... What day of the week is May 5th? I don't know. Oh, I have my calendar. Yeah. yeah, because there will be a period of time where your holds won't be processed or picked up. Um, if someone checks in a book that you have been waiting for, it won't pick up that hold because we're transferring to this new system. But when we get the new system, all of that should be switched over so that next time it we can like get it later. But mm -hmm. there'll be like two weeks... Where, um, I think, two weeks, where we won't be able to process holds. Right. Or place holds. Or place holds. You can place holds anything. now. Yeah. But 
do it now do it now yeah turns out i'm number two on that one so i do probably need to borrow your book okay thanks yeah i'll have to order a new copy but i can't do that until after may 15th <laughs> i'd like to read a book with an animal in the title okay what should i read <laughs> i don't know you don't have anything written down there so no i don't there's no homework for you well i can probably just look at my bookshelf <laughs> pick something don't pick um six of crows i've already read six of crows okay, so i wouldn't be picking that one <laughs> Do you know how many times I've had Six of Crows on hold? Like a million. A million. So this I've probably had, is the impetus um, I need. The sequel to Six of Crows checked out on and off since I read Six of Crows, which was probably like a year ago. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I turn it. And then I'm like, I'm ready now. Yeah. Take it back home. Yeah. It's just it's there. Oh, my gosh. It's so hard. It is. Yeah. I've read 98 books this year. <laughs> and I have, I find it like impossible <laughs> to like stay on top of it. <laughs> You know, I had this conversation. It's not necessarily about reading books, but things in general. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yesterday, I, I had this conversation with Daniel. I said, you ever feel like things are just falling on you all the time? Yeah. That's what it feels like right now. It's mm -hmm. like, this is coming. This is coming. This is coming. And you're like, that's, oh, that's like tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so then I took three days off last week and came back and I'm like, Oh my what God. happened? Didn't you people stop while I was gone? Yeah. That would have been better. <laughs> Wait for me. <laughs> yeah. So I'm playing catch up and having this feeling of being overwhelmed right now. But it'll all sort itself out. Yeah. And then eventually we'll get to retire like Jerry. <laughs> After 50 bazillion years. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday was hat day for um, National oh, Library Week. I and I wore my Alaska cap. Yay. And Elizabeth told me I looked like an old retired man. And I said, oh, I wish. I wish I was an old retired man. Right now. <laughs> and I could just finish all my books. And go back to Alaska. Be on the train. Yeah. Just try the train. Wear their hat. Wear my hat. Mm -hmm. Have some young lady be like, I need that hat. Right. Uh-huh. And I'll just go in a circle. <laughs> this is constant. Yeah. Uh. All right. Well, we've picked our book for next. Wow, we're not going to be meeting up for a few weeks because we've yeah, got we're so much going this on. Ahead. Yeah, we're in the past. <laughs> we'll be back here in May second. Uh huh. May second. May second. Cool. May. It's already yeah. May. So May fourth is Free Comic Book Day. And Matilda will be graduating. Right, but like people could May come the to the library and get a free comic book, but they probably can't all just go to her. her she wouldn't her mind. Graduation. <laughs> we'll put the we'll put the. Where is it at the? It's at the Ridgefield Amphitheater. Yeah. yeah so. The amphitheater, Clark County. Mm -hmm. The. Starts with an S. Sunlight Supply. Yep, that's yeah. the one. Amphitheater. <laughs> Yeah, so it said something on there about limiting it to 10 people you invite or something like that, or 10 people to go to the thing, but whatever. Yeah. You can all come. We Thanks. don't mind. Wow. <laughs> Everybody come. What time is it at? It's at 1 p.m. Okay. Mm -hmm. On May 4th. I wonder if I need to get that day off. Um, that's, I'm not working that day, but I think it's because I switched with Jennifer, so oh, I think did. it's your normal day off. It's my normal day off. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is, because I work the 11th. I don't Ooh. work the 11th either. That was a close one. I'll probably have to bring Axel in on the 4th anyway to pick up a comic book. Mm -hmm. Cool. It's so exciting. Yeah. Yay. Do you have anything else to say? No. I think that, you know, we talked about the book. 
<laughs> we've said enough. <laughs> we've said what we've come to say. Yeah. Say oh, I say. do want to invite. <laughs> you was, know that that was playing in my head as soon as I it? say that. Yeah. Um. Did you ever watch the Bucket List? No. Well, the credits for the Bucket List just play. Say what you need to say. Over and over. You, well, I mean, it, <laughs> just that song, song is so repetitive. It right. seems like it's just over and over. <laughs> is that John Mayer? Uh, I don't know. I think it I is. can't even visualize. I can't even hear the song in my head right now. Oh? Yeah. It might be him. Yeah, yeah he does like, so he's kind of a weirdo. <laughs> His thing, he's like a blues guitarist. Uh -huh. And when he needs money, he'll just like release a pop song. Right. He's like a weirdo. <laughs> he is a weirdo. I'm like, I don't know what to think about. Like he does write good pop music. <laughs> I don't care for say what you need to say. Right. But also, he's kind of skeezy. Yeah. Well, Who knows? Yeah. I don't know him. They're all skeezy right now. <laughs> but John Mayer's like always been skeezy. He was a little strange. And Remember then when he, he dated was with, Taylor Swift? Well, and Jennifer Love Hewitt. No. Jennifer Aniston. He dated her? He dated Jennifer Love Hewitt? I thought so. At uh, the very yeah, beginning. he's dated everybody. <laughs> I believe it. I didn't know that, but I believe it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, you know, <laughs> pop culture. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> you all have more money than you need. Come on. <laughs> anyway. What were so, you going to say? I forget now. Say what you need to say. I don't remember. I asked about the bucket list. I just can't remember now. Oh, I want to invite everybody <laughs> to come see the civics engagement corner. Oh, yeah. Because it looks awesome. Okay. Yeah. And um, I'm going to throw out a May 20th. Uh, because we did get that funding for our Humanities Washington speaker. Um, Dr. Stephen Stair is going to be doing his presentation on Is Truth Really Dead in America? And that's bum, on bum, bum. May 20th from that 6 to 8 p.m. Like and everybody is welcome because it's an open conversation and Humanities Washington invites everyone to have dialogue. So I'm excited. And that's our first presentation as part of our new Civics Engagement Corner. Wow. I know. So exciting. <laughs> and I did tell everyone, but I'll tell you again. Okay. If you want to ask that books be added to the civics mm -hmm. engagement corner, all you have to do is let me know. And I haven't told you my email all day today. <gasps> what is it? It's Elizabeth P at mylongview.com. Wow. Yeah. I saw a book that I was jokingly going to send you to add to that. <laughs> what was it? It's called Red, White, and Royal Blue. Uh-huh. <laughs> And it is a gay romance. Nice. And one of the young men is like the first son. And the other one is like the Prince of Wales. Oh, my God. And they hate each other at first. Of course they do. Of course they do. <laughs> Anyways, but I just asked Chris. Yeah, there's, there's really <laughs> no fiction on the show. What? So, sorry. You don't want like cute romances about politics? You know, not till we have a lot more room. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say no to that until mm. we have our own wing. The West Wing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. On that, it's time to go. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> um, thanks for listening. This has been Your Shelf. Or mine. I'm Becky. I'm Elizabeth. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Studio time for Your Shelf or Mine, donated by KLOG, Cooking Country, and 101.5 The Wave. Your local stations are proud to support the Longview Public Library and your shelf or mine. I never get to hear you, so this will be awesome. Hello, hello. <gasps>
Whoa. Whoa. And you're just going to hold your mic? I am. Wow. It's going to be like cool. ESPN 